I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome back to Digital Spy's Soap Scoop podcast, where every Friday we're chatting with some of our favourite people from the world of soaps and breaking down the biggest goings-on in EastEnders, Emmerdale, Coronation Street and Hollyoaks. So, if you haven't figured out by now, or if you are new here, I'm Sophie, Deputy Soaps Editor at Digital Spy, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Ali, Social Media Editor. Morning, Sophie. Hi, Ali. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It's um, it's a cold, rainy day in London, as it seems to be all of October. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I can't complain. I know, it's very gloomy, isn't it? It feels very mm. dark. We're doing this quite, well, fairly early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> So this week is a really special episode, as not only are we halfway through this series, Mm. which I can't believe is is crazy, but today is Hollyoaks' 25th anniversary. Ooh, happy birthday, Hollyoaks. Happy birthday. We were going to sing, but like I said, (laughs) it's still quite early, so we'll, we'll leave that out for now. But to help us celebrate, we had a very special guest on to... Yeah, we had the lovely Sarah Jane Dunn, who plays Amandy in Hollyoaks. Um, we had her on for a little bit of a natter. Yeah, she was she was absolutely lovely, wasn't she? And she, it's it's funny. I think we said this a few times. It was similar to as when we had Ellis on, but like everyone remembers Mandy. So even if you're not kind of a massive Hollyoaks fan now, and you used to watch it, and she's obviously she's come back, and she's overall been on the show for such a long time. Um, yeah, so she was she was a joy to speak to. She was she was really great. Absolutely. It was it was so much fun. So yeah, we're going to get onto that in a minute. But I just wanted to also say a very quick thank you for all the lovely feedback we had last week. Um, so many of you enjoyed our interview with Charles, which was great. We enjoyed reading through all the comments. So I hope you enjoy this week's just as much. So without further ado, here is the interview. Enjoy. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this very special episode for Hollyoaks' 25th anniversary. I know. Happy birthday, Hollyoaks. (laughs) (laughs) So exciting. So, one of the biggest stories for the anniversary week is obviously Kurt coming back Mm. alive. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. It's mad. So what was your reaction when you found out about that? Oh, wow. Well, it's just so nostalgic for me. Like I worked with Jeremy right in the beginning, in the very, very early days, way back when. So to work with him again has been lovely. Also, we've both aged. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. <laughs> like, uh. 
um but yeah just amazing I mean it's exciting isn't it and it's exciting that we've we've hit such a, a kind of landmark with the show so to have someone iconic like that back is, is fantastic did you ever have like an inkling that he might not be dead or not really uh me or Mandy I don't think either of us did to be honest so it's not really relevant um, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah uh, either no or. well to be honest no I, I no because I never I didn't really work with him very much so back in the day um Jeremy was like 19 and I was like a 14 year old and when you're that age the age gap is like humongous Huge. isn't it it's yeah. like oh my yeah. god he's a grown-up <laughs> so we didn't really work together very much unfortunately so it's nice now to work together and for our characters to, to have some interaction yeah what were those scenes like to do the ones where they all sort of turn up and he's at the hutch and it's this big revelation that he's alive and you know quite well uh hilarious <laughs> because we were all like whoa hell hi Kurt um <laughs> I mean, fun. I mean, working with uh, Nick Pickard is always great fun. And obviously, Tony and Kurt have got the history. And and so for us, it was more kind of watching that that relationship and, and that reaction um, rather than, than us reacting to it, I'd say, more than anything. Yeah, definitely. So you've obviously been... Well, Mandy's been in the show more or less since the beginning. I think since yes. 1996. Yeah, right? yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. So what has been, this is a difficult question, but what's been your favourite story of Mandy's over the years? And what's been one of the more most challenging? Um, I'd say I've got so many favourites um, for many, many different reasons, for the people that I've worked with, for the challenges that the storylines have brought, for the location, you know, um, me and Nick filmed in Rome for two weeks when uh, Mandy and Tony got married. So that was obviously uh, an amazing one. And I'd say the most challenging um would probably be Mandy and Tony losing baby Grace. I think yeah. it was a really important storyline to cover and it was done really well. The writers and the researchers, director, everyone on that um, block, it was just amazing. And I really remember we really got very involved in storyline and it was tough. It was tough to film and it was heavy and, you know, it was kind of, it was probably the only one that I've really taken home with me of an evening and, and found hard to kind of shake off. But, I think it paid off and I'm glad that we told that story. Yeah, I still remember that. Yeah. It stays with you, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think something that I was quite curious about, Sarah, was those some of those heavier storylines, especially thinking about something like, obviously, um, Mandy's kind of like uh, the abuse storyline from, from years ago now and stuff. Yeah. Like, it, it strikes me, because obviously you were... Um, so young when you started on the show like what was your kind of how did you feel about exploring those storylines at such a young age yourself like obviously now we know Hollyoaks is kind of known for these groundbreaking storylines but at the beginning yeah. it must have been quite kind of scary daunting to kind of go into those yeah it was but it was also for me it was a really big moment because it was Mandy's first big storyline and I really felt that by giving me that storyline the producers and writers trusted me to be able to tell it and I think it was a real turning point for Mandy, you know, and myself actually maturing. And um, it was it was kind of, for me, my mum was actually chaperoning me at the mm. time because I was under, I was 14, 15 at the time when we did that storyline. So I had my own mum there with me to make yeah. sure everything was okay. If there was anything that I felt uncomfortable with, which I didn't, but, you know, she was there to check in. She was overseeing everything and everyone checked in with her. So actually it was that was a really nice kind of yeah. comfort to have her there and also to have her go, yeah, you know, I think you've done really well on that and, and don't be scared of trying a little bit more. And yeah, so it was, it was good. And I, I just, for me, I like to say it was the confidence that it gave me that the writers and producers trusted me enough 
to give me this big storyline. And again, it's another one that I'm really pleased that we told. And I think it really actually developed the character. And Yeah, definitely. You know. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny. That's, it that very much echoes. So we spoke to um, Ellis a few, oh, a few weeks ago Ellis. now. But he said something very similar. Because I was like, you know, it, doing those storylines, especially, you know, stories around, around being such a young dad. And how was that how, kind of having your mum on set? And, and he said, yeah, the same thing. That it was very yeah. kind of really comforting, actually, to have her there and and it also becomes almost like a full-time job for the the chaperone because they're so involved in everything that's going on that's it like Ellis's mum was always on set so I started working with Ellis when he was four years old (laughs) can you believe it so he's he was the same age as my own son is now so So he was like a little a little brother to me in real life and his mum was always there and she's lovely and yeah it's nice because you do become like it becomes your second family one of the great things about Hollyoaks and one of the, as we come up to the 25th anniversary is like seeing those kind of a new generation come up and you know this d- exploring new storylines that kind of relate to what it means to be young at different points so like obviously the big thing at the moment with county lines yeah. um and as we kind of begin to see um Ella's involvement in that I'd be quite curious to see from Mandy's point of view like what you think Mandy's reaction to Ella's involvement in that storyline is going to be, especially as we kind of see Ella sort of be coerced into it by um, Juliet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fantastic storyline that we're working on doing that now because it is a story that hasn't been told before and it's something that is happening. And it's really interesting, like you say, for me as Mandy to to see Ella come up and be involved in this storyline and actually to see how she will respond. And I'm not even sure myself because it's such a delicate subject and she's already been through so much with Ella. I mean, Ella was in foster care. Obviously, Luke was an alcoholic. She's nearly lost her before. So I think this will be a really testing time for the characters. And again, it's showing Ella maturing. You know, she started out, she's this little, a little diddy little innocent (laughs) little thing. And suddenly she's become um, entangled in in all this uh, drama and really heavy stuff so yeah it's going to be a fantastic one to tell and for the the audience to see yeah I mean we saw obviously the flash forward scenes last year didn't yes. we well like last December so we know kind of where this is going but we were talking to Ellis about this I mean what a year to do a flash forward oh my gosh. <laughs> I know I know <laughs> Do you know what? If, if any of the years to do it, I think, do you know, why not go all in? <laughs> yeah. We at the beginning when we did this last year, we all had a big meeting and we sat down and we were like, "This is going to be a challenge. It's never been done before. Yeah. It's going to be massive. You know, this isn't it. You can't change your hair. You can't change it." And, and, and then suddenly, twenty twenty lands, uh, and um, I think it's kind of testament to the show that we're still managing to yeah. pull this off and do it. So yeah, 100%. yeah, I think it's um, it's such an ambitious idea. Anyway, like yeah. I say, what I mean, why not make it twice as ambitious? and just kind exactly. of in the craziest year. Why not year. throw a global pandemic on top of that? Eh? Yeah. yeah, why not? Exactly. <laughs> Make it even more challenging. So yeah. do you know if the, like how many of the flash forward scenes had to be sort of sped up to get to the end of the year? Because obviously you didn't film for a few months earlier on in the year, did you? Yeah. So I think we've just had to, I mean, the writers have been working nonstop, um, obviously piecing this all together and bridging the gap. So obviously we lost about four months of filming and, and the show came off, um, down to two episodes a week on air so that managed to pull things out a little bit which was great um, and elongate how much time we had but they've just had to bridge the gap we lost a couple of storylines so I had scripts just before we went into lockdown and everything those scripts basically went so there's just had to be amendments and, and tweaks and and it has just been a challenge to to now tell the story and still get to that point where the viewers saw New Year's Eve 
uh, last year and New Year's Eve this year. But I think it's really worked. And, and actually, it, I think also the audience will be quite forgiving, I think, of, of every show at the moment, because everyone knows what we've been through and what we're still going through. Um, but yeah, I think it still really works. And it's um, it's just, it's made it slightly more interesting, actually, because of the way that it's had to be told now. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, is it the same? Obviously, there's only so much you can say, but do you think it's kind of similar for the plans around um, today for the anniversary? I, I imagine some of those things had to kind of be reshuffled slightly or kind of moved forward in a different way. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I only really know about my own storyline because that's kind of the, how you work. Um, and so I know that mine got tweaked slightly. Um and is slightly different to what it was supposed to be. Uh, it's a bit of a shame because it was it was quite a nice, big, dramatic thing. But, you know, there's still time to tell that story and there's still time for all of the other yeah. things to happen. I think that's what will happen. Anything that kind of hasn't been told or uh, had to be taken out will just be pushed back and will happen at yeah. some other point. So that's quite exciting. Um, and, yeah, and in terms of everyone, everyone else's, we, we kind of don't really um, – we don't unless we cross over on those storylines, yeah. you don't really find out. So it's actually – almost as exciting for us to, to sit and watch the show to kind of go, oh, I didn't know that was happening with that character. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. yeah, and I think like you say, I think everyone's in a, everyone is in the same boat, right? So everyone, I think the, the viewers and the audience definitely will be understanding and kind of have an idea that this is happening. And so they'll, yeah, they'll be excited, I think, just to see what's what's happening regardless. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and there's so much happening still, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's still all going off. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so another big announcement we've had recently is the one that Brian Kirkwood is obviously leaving um, soon. So how did yeah. you feel about that? Because you've worked with him for a long time, haven't you? I have. Really sad, because I think Brian, Brian knows the show Inside Out. He is passionate about it. He loves it. He's brought a lot of these stories, you know, to the forefront and and has been brave enough to go, this is what we're doing and we're really going to go for it. Um, he brought Mandy back, so I'm obviously really grateful for that. And, um, you know, long may she reign. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, things change, don't they? And, and he's, he's, um, he's with us till the end of the year, so he's not gone yet. So that's fantastic. He's here for the 25th anniversary and, and to tell all of those stories and see those stories through. Um, and then we'll see what's in store for the next chapter of Hollyoaks. I mean, I've been there through a few different producers. So, you know, I, way back at the beginning, it was Jo Hallows and she was a fantastic producer and she loved and knew the show and was passionate about it and made it what it was back then. So it's, um, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? I'm sad that he's going, obviously really sad that he's going, but it, it's his decision and and uh, it's exciting to see what he'll go on to and, and then yeah. what will happen for our show. Yeah, and it's, it'll be a new, fa- it's an, it'll, you'll enter a new phase of the show, yeah, right? Exactly. That's, that's the way it goes, like you exactly. say. And someone hopefully really exciting will come in and, and put their stamp on the show and that's what's exciting about getting new people in. And, and that, the show evolves all the time, so, you know, whether that's new cast, new crew, um, it, it's constantly changing and, and that's because fresh blood's coming in, so. Yeah, and that's, I guess, what makes it one of the things that's most exciting about doing a continuing drama like this is that you do have this kind of like there's new blood coming into yeah. it all the time you're always interacting I imagine with new actors new, new kind of new cast it new keeps crew it so. fresh that's it and you know it's 25 years old as we're saying so it can't stay the same people for 25 years that's just not possible so it has to change <laughs> yeah um speaking of uh kind of new new cast and, and things changing slightly um if you can coming into the flash forward yeah. um there were scenes with Ollie and obviously that's um, Aidan stepped back and we're having a new actor coming into play and we just wondered whether you'd had whether you'd worked with the new Ollie yet basically and I how have. that had been he's brilliant he's lovely um, he's been thrown straight in at the deep end god love him yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but I think that's that's good. I mean, he's come in and he's had to really find the character and um, work with everybody. He's worked with pretty much all of us, I think. And he's very excited. He's very professional. And yeah, it, it's exciting for him to be able to come in and portray the character Ollie and, and obviously now make him his own while still yeah. keeping the the uh, the history that Ollie's had. He's such a big character and he's such an important character to myself, to Mandy as well. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's exciting. He's got he's a he's a very yeah, like you say, he's a very important character to have in yeah. the show because he's got all these historical roots to all these big characters who've been there for ages. Yeah, he's linked to a lot of people. But yeah, like I say, it's super exciting for him to be able to come in and and yeah. explore a character like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a great role. Yeah. Right. And very finally, I think we are about to wrap up, but I'm gonna ask you another quite big question now. What do you think is coming up for Mandy in 2021? Or what would you like to see? Oh, I want to see her happy. I always say that. I just want to see her happy. She's been through enough, but I don't think that's going to happen for a little while. So the County Line storyline is obviously huge. Um, so we, all of that has to play out. And obviously Ella's very much involved in that. So um, it's going to be a bit of a bumpy road again, I think, for her. Um, Darren is obviously still going through his depression and has only just kind of um, coming to terms with that so um, as a couple they've got a lot to kind of work through I really hope that works out for them because I really think Mandy and Darren are meant to be together they've just not <laughs> had the best start and <laughs> awesome. um, yeah so and I'd love to just you know I'd love to see her working with all of uh, Cindy and Luke and you know Tony and Diane and, and maybe for the restaurant to actually come off off get off his, off the ground yeah. again because that's had a, obviously yeah. COVID's not been good for the hutch no. so <laughs> <laughs> it's funny um everyone we speak to when we ask them that question the answer is always we just want to see my, my character happy characters aren't <laughs> yeah. happy in soap though are they no it doesn't exactly. happen like that no and we as a viewer you're like oh i'd like to see that but then also you I want to of, see mm, the drama do i do i, I yeah. yeah exactly and it's real life. You're not happy all the time in real life. So that's the way it goes, isn't Very it? Very true. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think that is all Amazing. we've got time for. Thank you so much yeah. for joining oh, thank us. You. Great. So yeah, nice thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday to Holly Oates again. Yay! <laughs> 25. <laughs> we'll get a cake out. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank okay, thank thanks, you. Sarah. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So that was our chat with Sarah Jane Dunn to mark Hollyoaks' 25th anniversary. They're 25. That's older than probably half the cast, which is just... I know. I'm, I'm trying to think of if, if there's anything special you can do on your 25th birthday, but it, at that point, it's just kind of uh, you know the normal cakes and candles and stuff. But I'm sure the um, the cast and crew are are celebrating. Definitely, this week. it's weird. 25 as a human isn't all that big a deal, but in a, in Soapland, it's it's a big one. I think really really yeah. exciting. I think I said to you this this the other day, Sophie, that we seem to be it's a year of anniversaries. Um, for for Corrie, yeah. EastEnders, um, and Hollyoaks, um, which is quite, which is interesting, and it's it's exciting to see how they're all kind of celebrating. And obviously, we had you know the EastEnders big celebration at the first half of the year, and then we've got Hollyoaks and Corrie um, as we move into winter, kind of doing their own yeah. thing. I mean, as Sarah was saying, I think the Hollyoaks is plans had to change a little bit obviously because of mm. the current situation, but they still, as always, brought the drama. They always do, yes, yeah. <laughs> and they'll be keeping the momentum going into next week, actually, which leads us on to the spoiler section from the week commencing October 26. That's right. Thank you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so this is this this is the uh, the bit of the podcast where we break down, as Sophie said, the kind of the biggest goings on in Hollyoaks, Coronation Street, Emmerdale and EastEnders. And yeah, this is spoilers for the 26th to the 30th. And I think it makes sense to um, to start with Hollyoaks because Sarah's kind of given us a good clue as to what's happening, especially with the return yeah, of Kurt. so that is going to be, you know, ongoing for the, for the coming weeks. But next week, you know, he's really hitting the ground running. He's got this <laughs> big business venture. I think Sarah did touch on that mm. for the Hutch that's struggled, obviously, in the current climate. And so he's got this big old idea to get that booming again. And he's also yes. got his eye on one of the village's females. Mm, yeah, Verity. Verity. Yeah, it's it's um, as as Sarah said, um, she's kind of it, she's she's she was excited to work with him because obviously I think she was saying when she when she was on the show and he was on the show, they didn't have that much crossover. Um, but now obviously uh, Mandy's going to be involved in his kind of plan for the hutch and. I think she's going to get involved with some sort of like ad campaign, and yeah. so yeah, it's all it's all kicking off. Yeah, it's really off. nice, I think, because we've got like the characters like Mandy, Darren, Tony, Kurt. You know, they've been there for almost since the beginning, so it's such a mm. nice story to follow up the twenty fifth anniversary with, and to sort of see them sort of all come together this this new venture. Yeah, 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 and like you say, apart from the business stuff, Kurt's kind of other main main moves this week or over the next couple of weeks will be in kind of his burgeoning relationship with um with Verity which is kind of exciting just because obviously with other he's not the only person with um kind of feelings for for Verity. Yeah, obviously poor Sammy, he's going to he's going to be a little bit mm. have his nose put up joint a little bit and um we've also obviously Verity is Tony's sister. So it's a bit orcs. Yeah. I don't know how he'll feel, how he'll feel <laughs> about that, but we'll have to um have to wait and see. And obviously the other big story we've got going on all of next week is this car crash that was first teased a little bit in Hollyoaks' trailer they released a few weeks ago. Um, mm. But it's kind of a culmination of this Sienna and Brody's plan to leave. Yes. They're trying to escape Warren. Not a good idea, guys. Never is. Mm. <laughs> and it kind of all goes a bit wrong. It's not entirely clear at the beginning of the week who's actually involved in this 
car crash. There's going to be like a flash forward. They love a flash forward scene, don't they, Hollyoaks? Yeah, I was going to say we're we're going to get a classic Hollyoaks flash forward scene as we kind of get. It looks like a you know a tease of some sort of car accident. Someone's kind of been injured. There's broken headlights. It's kind of classic dramatic Hollyoaks uh, fair. Um, and yeah, we, we'll, basically the idea is you know can like you say can Sienna, Sienna and Brody escape, um, and can they do it without kind of you know, ringing alarm bells. Yeah, there's so many obstacles. They've got Warren, which I think is fair Mm. to say is their biggest one. But there's obviously Liberty as well. And she wants to keep baby Faith. Mm. And she's planning to announce it on the day they're wanting to flee. So, and then I think Sienna has a little bit of a change of heart um, at the 11th hour, as always is the case in these situations. Yes. And Brody gives her an ultimatum, like, you know, if you don't leave with me, this is it. Um, while Warren is hot on the heels. So we have to, we'll have to wait and see what happens, who's involved. I think we know Brody is gonna be involved in, in some sort of hit and run mm. drama, but as to whether this is it, have to tune in, guys. Yeah, we'll have to we'll, yeah, we'll have to stay tuned and find out because it's all like you say, it's all very exciting and we're getting this kind of classic tease. Um so as we go into next week we'll have to yeah. see. Yeah. Kind of Definitely. But I think it's great with Hollyoaks. Like they'll have their anniversary week, which is always really exciting, but they always keep the momentum going. Which is often hard to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's often hard to do with, with soaps because you pull out all the stops for your anniversary episode and then you've got to try and keep the weeks that follow. Yeah. Just as exciting. Yeah, you have to kind of I think you have to make I think with a lot of like these big event event episodes event moments it's you either go all in on the day and have that be kind of explosive and then you have to fall out over the, the, the kind of following weeks or you use it as the kind of jumping off point which i think is what Hollyoaks mm. are doing they're going to use you know the, the anniversary day to be the kind of the spark that starts off the rest of the these storylines over the next yeah, few weeks absolutely absolutely so yeah Hollyoaks all happening Stay tuned. So we will now yeah. jump onto Cory, where there is a big week planned mm. there. Also, we've got more yeah. gun drama. Is there's been so many? Yeah. yeah, there's been so many guns pointed at various different people over the last few weeks, yeah. hasn't there? Yeah, I think it's just that it's you know it's Cory's kind of wheeled in some kind of old gangsters, basically, mm. hasn't it? To a certain extent, over the past couple of months, and we know Scott is kind of you know, the big bad at certain points. And this week he definitely Yeah, they've been taking tips from EastEnders, I think. But yeah, (laughs) we've got, yes, we've got Scott and Johnny's, well, their past is all going to come to a head. So Scott is planning to steal from Ray, who is holding Mm. this poker night at the bistro. Um, He's planning to turn up and steal, steal from, steal the money. Um, Johnny is refusing to get involved because, you know, he's turned over a new leaf. He's a good guy now as we can see uh he ends up having an ms attack and falls unconscious scott mm. being the villain that he is <laughs> yeah to put it to put yeah, it politely leaves him lying there goes into the bistro holds everyone at gunpoint and obviously Faye is in there and craig has mm. got feelings for her he gets wind of this he's a police officer obviously and goes in to try and save the day but sadly yeah ends up getting shot yeah it's uh, i don't know if you've seen the photos but there's like a really creepy um I, scott is in this like really creepy clown mask yeah, as well creepy. um which is weird but yeah like you say craig is going to be i think it looks like johnny's going to kind of come to his senses slightly he's going to make the phone call to the police and then craig rather than kind of wait for backup is going to charge in and then yeah the, the worst could potentially yes, happen. He loves Faye. Yeah. Mm. Heart takes over his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm. very true. So he gets shot. Will he be okay? You have to wait and see. Soz. 
<laughs> and then the Scott drama is continuing later in the week because Johnny, again, is a good guy. He wants, yeah, yeah, he wants to confess to the police to Jenny, but you know Scott has other ideas, and he ends up holding Jenny at gunpoint this time. Some more. I mean, yeah, we've got we've got to be getting to the yeah because you think about we only had the stuff with Eileen yeah it was only a few weeks ago yeah it's exciting I think this is going to be I think lots of people have been kind of the Scott and Johnny stuff has been bubbling under the surface for a while now and this is going to be one of the big big moments that it all kind of um, comes comes yeah. up so hope we'll we'll see how it all shakes out really and see if this can be the thing that that kind of hopefully helps in some ways helps this will be the storyline that means johnny can move on yeah. potentially and um, hopefully we shall see. yeah i think people were really intrigued as to how jenny's going to react because she's got a past yes. of her own but you know what he's done in his past is you know slightly unforgivable yeah um, yeah i was gonna say jenny jenny has a past of her own but not, not like not, not, not like quite this. like this oh yeah so johnny also he meets an old woman whose son was involved in a burglary he did in his criminal days. And he finds out that this Mm. man struggled so much, he became an alcoholic and then he died, which obviously adds a further element to his guilt. Um, So yeah, it's a case of whether, yeah, like you say, whether he can move on, whether Jenny can forgive him or whether this is it for them. This is it, yeah. Um, And then the other big um, story in Coronation Street that we have to talk about is obviously... Everyone, everyone's like favorite, you know, love to hate him villain. Jeff is back on the scene this week um, as stuff kind of bubbles up with with um, Alia. So she, um, her and Imran are talking about selling Yasmin's house to pay for the legal fees, and obviously that means to kind of get that done. She starts. She has these kind of a few conversations with Jeff, and it turns out that obviously um, Yasmin signed over half her house to Jeff. So in order for them to sell it, they have to kind of. Um, come to some sort of agreement with him, which if you've been watching Coronation Street, you know is not going to be an easy an easy thing no, to do. No, he's not exactly a very agreeable man, is he? <laughs> no. You know, we a few weeks ago, I think we had the Jamie Tate sigh, but we've got a Jeff sigh too. Mm. Yeah, the Jeff sigh. <laughs> the Jeff yeah. sigh. So yes, he he is going to be making Alia's life a misery again next week because she obviously knows that Yasmin wouldn't have handed the yeah. house over, her, half the house willingly uh, so she is going to try and get to the bottom of what he's doing with his money. He's got multiple loans against her name. And so she follows him. But obviously, mm. he's always one step of the game, isn't he? Always. Yeah, and he's he's always scheming, right? And I think that's that's how what we're going to see is uh, Ali is going to think she thinks she's kind of got one over on him. Um, and she thinks that he may be seeing escorts again, but it turns out, it looks like it turns out that he's running a different scam um, on, an, on a different a kind of um, older woman who listens to him in the on his radio show. And then, yeah, it, it, and, and suffice to say, the police get involved. It's all it's all kind of kicking yeah. off. Basically. So later on, she, fi- yeah, and she finds him with a younger woman later in like a glitzy restaurant. So he's mm. he hasn't changed his ways. He's still up no. to no good as always. But yeah, he'll be, she'll be getting in trouble with the police for harassment which is just ridiculous yeah. really isn't it I have nothing to yeah. say <laughs> on this matter <laughs> so I think on that note let's jump over to EastEnders where the big story really this week is involving Kush and his yeah. gambling addiction so we've seen him get increasingly hooked on poker games like on his phone like I think during mm. lockdown I mean he's living with Slaters can you blame him <laughs> 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 even a distraction I think and they're obviously in 
debt, as always. So, yeah, yeah I think this week he's going to be making a couple of out-of-character moves, isn't he, Kush? Like, he steals from yeah. the till at Ruby's. Yeah. It's a big one. And she catches him. Well, she kind of knows what he's doing. She gives him an opportunity to own up. He doesn't. And so then she goes to Cat, Jean and Stacy. Sort yeah. of says like, you know, he's got a gambling addiction. This is what he's done. But because they're sort of not listening, Kush isn't yeah. taking any responsibility. Yeah, it looks like Jean is the only... I mean, if you've been, if you've been watching the storyline, Jean is the only one that's kind of been raising an eyebrow or paying attention to what's mm. going on with Kush. Um, and yeah, so the family kind of defend him from this claim from Ruby, but then it looks like maybe they all start to take it seriously. But it might be too late at that point because the kind of the ultimate team up that I didn't I see coming at the beginning of the month is um, Ruby and Suki. Obviously, together, they kind of both want the Slaters out of Wolford. That's the, their big plan. And so this is the week where they could potentially do that because from Suki's point of view the way she's going to do that is by making it basically unlivable for them in their house like if she can force them if she can make it so they can't pay rent then, then she kind of in her mind can kick them out um so it looks like they're going to devise a way which really kind of horribly to make um Kush basically lose all of his I money they're like the devilish duo aren't they the two Wolford yeah. sort of business women joining forces yeah. yeah but I mean Ruby's getting a little bit darker I think. Mm. Yeah, this is a turn a turn I didn't see. I mean, I like as much as I think she's she's the worst. Like Suki's such a such a good villain. Yeah. Like she's become kind of out of nowhere like such a she every every scene she's in she kind of steals and she's very she's very good at playing this like oh, scheming yeah, kind of conniving mm. person. Um but yeah, this this turn for Ruby, I think we first started to see it really in my mind when when her and Martin came back from um getting married if that makes sense, like because her attitude so the Slater's kind of fully switched at that point. Um, and now she's kind of, yeah, she's she's not holding back no, at all. No, and she obviously was responsible for Stacey's attack. I mean, who does that? To, mm. to, I mean, they are, yeah. they were friends. Yeah. I know Ruby's nicked her husband, but uh, yeah. So she's, I mean, she is Johnny Allen's daughter. I think we're, we're seeing that more and more, aren't we? Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, so this little, she joins forces with Suki and it's really not good news for Kush because basically they want no. him to play this poker game and the idea, I think, is that he loses all his money. Yeah. And then he can't pay rent. And then the Slaters have to leave, yeah. which works for both Ruby and Suki, doesn't it? Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. It does. So, so, yeah. So, not, not very no, pleasant. But it's a case of will he see sense before it's too late? Can they talk him out of it? Yeah. And, like, what Martin will, I think, seeing what Mar- how Martin reacts and interacts with this storyline as well, because obviously him and Kush are like yeah. best buds. Yeah. And so, will he, will he kind of realise what Ruby's doing and will he be able to kind of step where, where in? Where do his loyalties lie? Because he obviously. He obviously yeah. still cares for Stacey as well, like deep down. They've got children together, yeah. but yeah. That is that is the soap question, Sophie. Where do his loyalties Where? lie? Like, that's do the thing. You know? I know. It's always the, it's always <laughs> that, isn't it? There's always something that, yeah. that you're a little bit unsure about. But yeah, I think. And then the other story in Eastern is I mean we're a little bit limited mm. about what we can say here, but is involving honey. So we know but we know now mm. that she's got a story coming up. It sort of it started to kick off in recent episodes. She's met this newcomer, Paul, um, who seems Nice on face value. But, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, she goes on a couple of dates with him next week, but the second date takes a dark turn because he spikes her yeah. drink. Yeah. And yeah, and it'll be a case of, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's it's a turn that I think, I mean, I'm glad they're giving, I'm glad, I'm glad they're giving Honey um, and the yeah. new storyline something to do. Like she's back, she's been back in the square for a while. Like we're excited to have her on screen again. 
so yeah, I'm glad they're giving us something to do. Just hopefully, you know, it, it's something. It, it all works out, and hopefully, um, my absolute dream family, Billy and Jay, like come to the rescue because I think they're. If anyone can kind of rescue them, rescue her, it's them. You know, they're the, they're the sweethearts of of the square. They, oh, so hopefully, yeah, and they care about her. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see what yeah. happens there. I think that'll be playing out across. Th- I think Thursday mm. and Friday are the big ones there. So keep an eye on that, and then. Yeah. Finally, we've been leaving this one to last because, again, mm. <laughs> but this is Emmerdale and we could talk about Emmerdale next and where the big story, unfortunately, is involving charity cheating on Vanessa. Right. I mean, speaks, yeah, speaking of someone getting involved with a kind of suspicious man... Um, it, yeah, it's 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 a hard one. So yeah, the, the big a big the big kind of the break for the week is that it looks like Charity is going to kind of cheat on Vanessa slightly. There's going to be a kiss. Um, we know that the pair have kind of been rocky for a while now um, since they've kind of been apart. Um, although I did think you know the anniversary epi- yeah. their kind of anniversary episode smooth things over but yeah charity thinks Vanessa is cheating it's kind of it's they're, they're going through a rocky patch but anyway so basically what happens that we know is that um there's charity gets involved in a car accident and there's this guy they kind of he's like a confident and, and flirty they have a flirt back and forth um and then they kind of have a little a little kiss um which is quite shocking i think for the character like quite out of out of I character know. from what we've seen it's so such far. a shame like this is typical charity i mean she's hit the self-destruct destruct button she thinks that yeah, vanessa is not interested anymore is seeing someone else she's very upset but it doesn't forgive what she does no yeah and it's it's a weird one i mean the the, the end of that storyline will be it looks like that this guy that she's kissed is actually not what no. he seems and he's up to something suspicious um there's something with the, wrong with the boot of his car is all we can say for now <gasps> but yeah it's a strange yeah. <laughs> it's a strange one um i think the other thing to flag here with this storyline and obviously it's really early on um for us to kind of make any judgments um but it's a kind of it's getting some kind of um pushback and reaction from fans i think rightly so because it's emmerdale is doing this thing or, or, or approaching this quite potentially dangerous stereotype around and um, bisexuality again um which is kind of m- potentially making by char- by making charity kind of look a bit kind of mm-hmm. promiscuous or not being able to kind of be in this stable relationship and kind of cheating on her girlfriend with this man it kind of it, it approaches like i say the stereotype that like bisexual people um can't be kind of in kind of happy committed relationships or they're always going to be kind of looking for someone yeah. new um which obviously is is really problematic and, and kind of hurtful for lots of people definitely and it, and it's it's particularly i think people are particularly sensitive to it with Emmerdale right now because obviously if you remember a few years ago there was big backlash when the show did something very similar um with Robert when he cheated on Aaron um and this this storyline kind of rings familiar it sounds a bit like that one and like i say it's it's really early for us to kind of make any judgment but it's just you know it's on our minds just as it's on the fans minds that this is you know potentially an issue potentially a problematic yeah story. i mean it's part of a wider conversation isn't it like you say uh about their depiction of bisexual characters and you know why they can't yeah. stay faithful i mean with robert a few years ago yeah. there's an argument that he cheats all the time on every partner that he has, yeah. but you know, and then, uh, but now it's happening again with charity. I think, yeah, it's it becomes a bit of a pattern. I think that's and not the problem, particularly right? a good and pattern. Yeah, I mean, at the time with the Robert storyline, not to get too off track, but there, you know, the the, the, the creators and the, and the writers of the show were saying, oh well, you know, this is Robert's character, and and how much do we bend who we've written Robert to be to to kind of to fit into concerns around his sexuality? But I think 
you know, the the problem with that is you are when you're representing like a part of this community on your program, like you do have somewhat of a responsibility. Absolutely. Um, and I th- and I think you know that that you can't kind of ignore that. And I think, like you say, with with this storyline with with the cheating, it just it's it's kind of treacherous waters for Medell to be wading into. Yeah, definitely. Again. And like we said just now, like Charity is a self destructive character and again she mm. has cheated in the past but i just don't believe she'd cheat on vanessa they're very solid yeah. and it just feels a bit unoriginal because yeah like do we need do we need this yeah we don't line? have to have every single character cheat on their partner in soap i mean i no. don't think i think you'd be hard pushed to find a couple that haven't had a cheating storyline at one point and i yeah, don't think it's necessary true. here i know michelle harbick is on maternity leave but i don't think we needed to have it here no. they were solid no, and I yeah agree. like you say it's not necessarily particularly good pattern for Emily yeah. to have yeah exactly to be following um yeah, and then so on to, on to, on to kind of weird other weird storylines in Emmerdale, but for different reasons. And um, the other kind of thing we wanted to talk about was um, the ongoing situation, let's call it, between Gabby, Layla, and Liam. Um, obviously, the past few weeks we've kind of seen Gabby become kind of like unhealthily fixated on her friendship with Layla, um, and is she's becoming kind of jealous of the time that Layla spends with um, her partner Liam. Um, and then next week, it's kind of, it looks like it's going to escalate even further um, with Gabby trying to break them up. Um, and it's it's a strange one. And I'm, I'm not quite sure where it's going to go, which is quite exciting. Yeah. It's all a bit, I don't know if anyone's seen this, but the film, but single white female, I think that's what, yeah, Rosie yes. Bentham was was describing it as. She's got this fix, fixation on Layla, but it's not a romantic thing. She just no. really wants, I think she's very lonely. She is, you know, she's yeah. been through a lot and she really wants a friend, but like to herself, but she's, she's making some strange moves. It's a really odd one, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not ideal really for Layla to, <laughs> to have the, she, she doesn't yeah, trust men exactly. as it is. So to ha- think that when she yeah. thinks that Liam's cheating on her, that's kind of it. She's like, this yeah. is the end. Yeah. So the thing that we see happen next week is, is Gabby send a bouquet of flowers to Mina, so to newcomer Mina, um, and kind of sign them as if they're from Liam, and then make 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 sure that Layla sees that Mina's got flowers from Liam. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we shall see. Creepy, but yeah, definitely. Bit, all these creepy storylines in time for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They it's know October. what they're doing, don't they? <laughs> so I think that brings us to the end of the spoiler section. But as always, mm-hmm. you can head over to Digital Spy forward slash Soaps to get a full breakdown of all of next week's goings on and in the meantime you can subscribe if you want to get the episode as it lands on friday mornings leave us a review leave us five stars i mean if you want <laughs> we don't mind but <laughs> would be great yeah every little helps um and you can um if you want more of the show um, and you've looked at all the spoilers and you've subscribed and you've given us five stars um, you can follow us on twitter at soap scoop um and you can find us on facebook at digitalspy.com forward slash soaps i'd recommend you do that the soaps are kind of facebook pages um it's full of lots of lovely people and 100 super passionate fans about soaps of all kinds. So we definitely recommend heading over there if you're looking for people to kind of uh, chin wag to. <laughs> yep, definitely. And yeah, have a great week. Keep it real, like Ian Bill, or maybe yep. don't actually, because he's <laughs> nothing real about what's going on with him at the moment. But yeah. keep it real, like another character. Oh, oh, I've got 
Yeah, I was because my only Ian Bill thing from recently, which made me laugh, was I was watching EastEnders the other day, and they were talking about um, kind of unrequited love, and someone someone said, "Oh yeah, you know, Sharon Sharon's sleeping with a baseball bat under her bed at the moment because of because uh, <laughs> of Ian." And I thought, "Oh, that sounds about that sounds about right." So maybe don't keep it as quite as real. No, as Ian. keep it real, like um, another character who is real and who rhymes who rhymes with Beal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we shall see you uh, next see week. Bye. 